Hey, you're listening to the Enter VR podcast. Uh, this is Chris Miranda, your host, and it's been a minute, but here I am with my good friend Jesse Philip Go, aka Nomino. Uh, oh, hello, Chris. Hello, sir. How are you? Um, you know, hanging in there, <laughs> like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, oh, holy shit! I mean, I, I don't even know where to start, but. Um, let's talk about VR real quick. Let's talk about, I want to know, I'm curious to know what you've been up to in the VR realm. Like, what have you been exploring? You know, is there anything, I think we chatted in VR chat probably like two months ago. And, um, and I remember we were talking about UX, we were talking about stuff, you know, stuff that was, that was coming up in the future. And so here we are, literally in the future. <laughs> so let's. Uh, so yeah, I'm curious to know, like, what's keeping you distracted these days, and with, like, specifically with VR. But if you're playing any other games, I'm curious to know too. Uh, well, we're not gonna. We don't talk about it. But Last of Us, like, that was what distracted me for a long time, and now I'm on to Saints and Sinners, The Walking Dead game. And I was playing, is it called Shooty Fruity? Have you played that? No. It's a VR game too? Yeah. These are all, yeah. And uh, what else have I been doing? Oh, I've been checking out a couple of the workshop maps for Alex. We're going to talk about that, right? Yes. Uh, before we get there, I'm curious to know more about Shooty Fruity. How did that game come up on your radar? I, I think it just had a, I think it just had really good reviews and it's been selling well and so I wanted to check it out and it's it's just so perfect for VR it's so simple you just work at a checkout stand and you got to scan groceries and at the same time defend your station from you know giant grapes and bananas that are coming to eat you or so I don't know what the fuck is happening but for some reason it, and you just grab these guns and you're you're just micromanaging these two things where you defend your position and and do your job and do it well. So, so it's, it's, it's intense. It's a good distraction. Um, is it wave based or do you have to like go through levels? Yeah, it's levels. Levels are, you know, a few minutes long and they kind of vary in what they do. And there's like different tasks, different ways of sorting items. And you work in the, you know, cafeteria, and you do a different, you know, you have to, it's, it, yeah, they, they mix it up. They do a good job. Huh. Did you get this on, at the, on this, during the Steam summer sale? Or like, I'm, I'm, I must have, I, because I bought like a handful of things, and I think that was the one that stuck. And I forget which ones I didn't like, but I definitely tried some other stuff. Okay. Would you recommend this game? Is this something that, you know, I should give it a shot or other people should pick up? What do you think? Yeah, it's dumb. It's like a, it's one of those things where you're just doing a dumb thing repeatedly, but it takes my whole brain, and so that makes it a good distraction. Graphics are good. Audio is okay. Good enough. <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, it's not photo real at this point, but I, I believe it's happening. Okay. What about um, Saints and Sinners? How's that? Uh. It's pretty cool. Like I was, I'm impressed. I won't. I'm in the early hours, but like it's cool just to you have like a limited time every day to like explore a level, and 
I don't know. So it puts you in that mindset. It does a good job of like you have so little resources. You just have to like take these zombies on one at a time with your stick or whatever, with your kitchen knife. And like tr- look for scraps in houses and deal with whatever the politics are, where there's different guilds or people fighting or whatever. And uh, it's pretty good. Like it, it does a lot of things. Um, but then when I went back to Half-Life Alex to do the workshop maps, it's like, oh, this is way better. Like just the polish and the level of the way Half-Life Alex works makes all the other VR games feel a little bit janky where things aren't a hundred percent there, you know, where the guns are pretty cool, but there's something a little off and it's not, it's not half-life. Um, and in mind you, you were trying user generated maps. Like, yeah. So, and I, and I actually tried one last night. I, tr- I tried to like, uh, I played it for like 10 minutes. Um, you know, I was I was out of commission because uh, uh, I've gone through my second Valve Index controller RMA, and I got it this week finally. Which, by the way, have you had any problems with your Index controllers? No, not at all. Oh man, I, maybe I got lucky. lucky. Fuck, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, and the um, I, the left controller was pretty bad back in December last year, so I had to. Uh, it was it was doing a lot of drifting so i got that arm made in 11 days and then this right controller was fine except it didn't click in all directions when you press down on the joystick so but it was fine i mean you know functional but at the same time you pay so much for these controllers you kind of i kind of want them to click so my um warranty is out in a week and I sent it out, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna get a brand new, fresh pair of controllers that click." And I did, and I'm glad I did that, you know, because now I have like the full experience, the proper experience, the way it's meant. My that being said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna press down on the joystick, <laughs> on the thumbstick. I'm gonna, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna try to do, um, automatic running by default. In a bunch of games, so that I can just mm. press on the, I just push forward on the on the thumbstick and not have to like press down, because I'm a little I'm a little weary now. I don't wanna, and and the, and, and Valve doesn't offer two year warranty or anything like that, so now I'm in the wilderness. <laughs> Do you have that sense of like when you're having to go through this and your controller's not working like it should? Does it feel like a part of your body that is gone? Like, especially during these times where I feel like there's a lot more value uh, <laughs> for mental health and being able to escape into VR when you, it's hard to go meet people in real life and go and do the things you used to do. Now there's so much value in VR and being able to use your hands. And when your hands is broken, you know, it's just a, it's just a controller. It's not important. But is it important? Do you feel that in your body? I feel it um, in my wallet uh, because <laughs> it's definitely something that you invest in. But I also, and it also, and and also, you're right in that like VR is a lot more valuable today um, 
like literally like if you go on Amazon and you try to buy an index on Amazon, for example, they're reselling that thing for $2,400, which is fucking insane. And then like a uh, uh, Samsung Odyssey Plus that used to run for $300 last year is $600 now. And so it it like it does it does seem to show that the pandemic and the lockdown and the people keeping in place has increased demand and thereby created this you know uh almost a scarcity that i think factories are still trying to catch up and scalpers are taking advantage of and here we are um paying a lot more for the hardware which by the way it's fucking awesome like vr is really it's like uh this is by the way the seventh year anniversary episode i forgot to tell you <laughs> oh it is Be very professional of enter me. vr yeah that's it this, oh, is the, shit. this is the seventh year anniversary episode welcome everyone <laughs> we did it Woo! <laughs> um and uh and so like i've seen it come such a long way and um but it's still so fucking expensive and now more than ever and i feel i feel really bad with the people who can't afford it who can't really who don't have that option to escape to this these wonderful places uh but going back to your question um it yes it did feel like something was missing but at the same time, it forced me to try out new kinds of games. I tried War Thunder again. I gave it another shot. <clears throat> Last time I played War Thunder, which, by the way, is an arcade World War II free-to-play game where you can be in a tank, where you can be in a ship. But the VR uh, support is only for the airplanes. So you're in this, like, in the cockpit of a 19... 19- 40s you know mustang p51 airplane and like the dials and everything they work so like it is it's so the suspension disbelief is there um but i'm playing on a on a i'm playing with a controller like a dual shock 4 controller right i don't have a, a hottest a hotels i don't know how to, how to say that which would be amazing um and going from Playing that in 2014 on a DK2 and feeling like a, a fucking badass because I was the only person playing in VR. And back then, I remember having a, a distinctive advantage because I could turn my head around when people were, you know, behind me. And I could do the whole loop-de-loop behind them. And I felt amazing because I, even though I, I was really new at the game, I was destroying dudes. You know, fast forward almost six years later. And uh, people have gotten better at that game. <laughs> and even though I'm, I'm on my index, like, it looks amazing. But it's kind of sad that um, uh, the people who made that game sort of just left it. It's like a relic of the past, playing that game. Because the same bugs that were happening back then are still happening now, like software bugs. Oh, they're not like keeping it up to date or anything. No, no, the, no like, it oh. just it works. You know, it works good enough. Um, the UI is horrible for VR. Like, and you gotta like stretch out your neck hella hard to like see the top menu. And 
Um, and so it's not optimized in that way. But once you're in the cockpit of the plane and once you're playing and, you know, I was playing with my little brother who's in Nicaragua. So like he's, he's playing on his uh, VR headset. I'm playing in VR. We're both looking at each other and I, seeing each other fly through the skies of like the northern Spanish coast while we're like dive bombing into like these Nazi fucking tanks and destroying them. It, it was amazing because I was like, oh shit, there goes my brother. He's like half a kilometer away, dive, dive bombing. <laughs> and it's it's just, and then, and then you know, he destroys the, the tanks. And then, and, you know, then p- people would try to like uh, uh, get get on his tail. And then I would get on their tail. And it was just, it was, it was magical. It was like living a little, little movie. And it made me realize that because controllers, hand track, hand track controllers are great are so awesome we kind of the kind of cockpit games that vr early days of vr used games used to have like they kind of went by the wayside like other than war thunder and maybe a set of corsa um mcdirt rally 2 like elite dangerous um there's not yeah comparatively speaking there's not that many cockpit games in vr anymore and um I don't know. I kind of, I kind of. It'd be nice to see another one, like another full-fledged. Oh, what am I saying? Star Wars Rogues, Rogues. Well, it's not Rogue Squadron. Star Wars Squadron is coming out in October. So there you go. My wish is coming true. There's going to be another cockpit, cockpit game, and mind you, it's going to be an awesome cockpit game, hopefully. But you're talking about like you like the aspect where you're dealing with like a big rig or like with a controller as opposed to like your normal knuckle controllers or your index controllers i like um by rig do you mean the hot the hodas controller is a big uh is that the huge thing for like it's like a mech warrior it's just thing? like it's just flight sticks you can buy on amazon for like i think the cheapest is like 125 200 dollars mm. which is a lot of money for one game um but then again you know the the, the experience must be really good um so who knows i might get one eventually who knows but yeah um i think it's like cockpit games where like that i can sit on my chair and play like a a flight simulator or you know a car driving sim or something um i wish there was Mm. i wish there was more but there's 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 a few. There's just yeah, it's, it, it it seems like the emphasis, and with good reason, is on hand tracked controllers. So I don't know. Yeah, for some reason it's not my genre, and I wonder if it's because it's more relaxing. And like when I go into VR, I need to be like heavily engaged physically, and and not like late. I can't be driving a car. Like, I find that boring. It is um, Dirt Rally VR, for example. It was probably some of the... One of my... Some of my favorite experiences on the PSVR. And I didn't get it working on Steam for some reason. The the Dirt Rally one. Um, But I remember playing on PSVR and it was just so... 
it was it wasn't so much relaxing, but it, it definitely put me in a state of flow where I was like just losing myself and like following the lines of the road and trying to get the fastest score and sometimes being taken aback by the I mean, there were shitty graphics by back then, but at the time I was mind blown by just, you know, uh, driving down the, the Argentinian foothills somewhere. It was great. Um, yeah, I think uh, with those games specifically, the thing that I like about them more now in retrospect is is being able to be with my friends in there. Like I think they're great um, if you want to be like a, if you're like a, a completionist. But like yeah, that experience of seeing my little brother in VR flying along with me um, or racing against me in a car like i think that that is that is something that makes these things worthwhile to me at least oh i 100 percent agree my little brother also just got a he got a quest and so we've been like doing a little bit of poker a little bit of vr chat we haven't had a lot of time in there yet but i'm really excited because you know i haven't seen him in years and it'd be really cool to like do some of this shit yeah. So you so he he finally, you know, bit the uh took the blue pill <laughs> and went in the movie yeah. with you. Yeah, and like it's um the quest I think is, you know, it's really nice that it's $400 because that's expensive, but like at least I there's no way I would convince him to get an index and also have to get a powerful computer to run it and all it's like such an investment that it becomes impossible. Yeah. And uh so I'm I'm glad for it. It's a good Quest is a really good stepping stone. It's a good gateway drug. Cause now with Link, like if you ever does decide like, holy shit, what else is there out there? You know, what what more is there to this? Like, he could invest in, in a, you know... Uh, a, a, like, a if you get a link, goal. can you play... Oh, sorry. I'm, no, go ahead. I'm losing your connection. Uh, with, with a link, can you play, like, your Steam games? Or what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah, you totally can. You can play your, oh, all, your awesome. Steam games. And there's a few games out there that have cross-buy. So if you buy them once on Quest or on Rift, you can get them um, on Quest... I don't know if there's Steam cross-buy. I think there is. Maybe it's probably a couple games that have Steam cross-buy. So, if he plays them gotta, on, we'll, on Quest, he can play them on, on Steam later. And, we got to find something where we can meet up and do a 2v2. Two, two I don't know what game this would be, but just brothers against brothers and oh, try to destroy crazy. each other. That'd be amazing. Um, I would recommend... Either Rec Room Paintball, or because that's on Quest, or Contractors VR. Uh, Contractors. Oh, is that on Quest? Yeah, yeah, it's on Quest, and I believe I'm like eighty percent sure it has it has Steam crossplay. So if you're on PC, he can be on Quest, and and now they released uh, an update where like the there's like uh, user generated maps, custom custom maps. And so last night I was actually playing a bunch of new maps from Modern Warfare, a Warfare Modern Warfare Two series. 
And is, is it like the same ones that get cycled into every game? Because like I did that in Pavlov too, where they give you like yes. D dust and like with with all these classic graphical update. Like they look yeah. way better, way better. Um, well, you're there. You're suddenly there. See, but yeah, that's true. But like with with like Pavlov, like look, I like Pavlov. It's a great game. Yeah, nothing. I, I don't mean to hate, but I do hate the fact that it just doesn't look. As cre- these maps don't look as crisp as they should, wherein the contractor map, for example, the airport one, they, they, they both have it. Like, Pavlov has it, Contractors has it, and in Contractors, it's like, oh shit, this is like, this is a graphical upgrade, like a legit graphical upgrade. And it feels, because it's running on Real Engine. One of them, you know, Pavlov is Unity. And the other one's Unreal Engine, and they're taking full advantage of the engine and in, in, in contractors. Um, so it's a good thing. I, you know, of all the FPS uh, VR games out there, like my favorite one by far, kind of like a Cinderella story, is Contractors. They're they're just they're, mm. I think they're like the underdog, the under underrated underdog. Um, I haven't gone onward yet, though. I should try it. That onwards the one I played first, and it, you know it's very good. And then I played Pavlov, and that's very good. And then when I played Contractors, I wasn't into it, but I think it's just because I put so many hours into Pavlov, and you sort of get used to a system, so I can naturally react to things without having to think about it. And now you have, when you have to get me used to a new system, it's like learning a new sport or something where your body has to like adjust, and it, there's some adjustment time. I think so. I think I think I think that it's exactly what happened to me. Where and I got used to contractors first, and then I tried getting into Pavlov. It was hard making that transition. Maybe that's why contractors are having such a hard time getting up their user base because Pavlov came out first, and so yeah, I think that's a big factor. Yeah, a bunch of people who want to play Pavlov. Oh, contractors and they come from Pavlov but you're in there and you're getting destroyed by like the contractors veterans and then same thing happens when I go in Pavlov and I get destroyed demolished by all the Pavlov veterans but but there's still two very different games I think um, and I've still and I've had like a lot of fun moments playing TTT that that uh Traders versus something, something. They're like, that's a really cerebral. Is it Trouble in Terrorist Town? Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's a really. It's like a you're playing mind games with people in there. So I like. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of that game. I really like those kind of games, like those social games. I've had a hard time finding a good group. Like, I end up in these rooms where people are confused or they're doing something else, and. I, whatever, I'm just not in sync and I can't, I, I don't know, I gotta try again. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It did get diluted. The experience did get diluted the more popular it became. So, it's a shame, but it's still really good. And um, But out of the two, I would wholeheartedly recommend uh, Contractors. And it's free right now, this weekend. Well, by the time this podcast gets out, probably won't be. But it's worth picking up. It's a really good game. Um, 
Where were we? Saints and Sinners. Uh, so, but you were going to say something? Well, no, no, it's not as good as Half-Life. That's all you need to, t- to say. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, wait, which Half-Life Alex level did you play? I played the one, it's the highest rated one. The guy, the one where the guy, oh, I forget his name. I feel bad. I should remember the guy's name. But the guy who won some competition, so... And I think it's the number one most popular map on the workshop. So that one. And it's like uh, you're in the city at night. And uh, I love it because it's just, it's it's exactly what I, you know, when I stopped playing, when I beat Half-Life Alex, like the thing I wanted most of at that point was more shootouts. You know more fights uh, with the combine, and now I'm getting that. Um, just in the first 15 minutes, 10 minutes that I played that map, it was like, yeah, it was it was pretty hardcore back to back, and it was really well designed. Like, so I'm excited. I mean, and and frankly, like I'm gonna this is this is gonna be a, a Steam Circle Jerk fanboy thing that I'm about to say, but like. Valve, when they release these workshop tools, they're extending the life of their games by years, years. Because the fact that the community is able to make mods and add their own content, and this has only been like, what, it's been three months? Holy shit, it's going to be amazing when like a year from now, two years from now, when people have have a better grasp of the tools. Because I'm looking at, for example, Left 4 Dead 2, and all the, I mean, there's hundreds of maps, new maps for Left 4 Dead 2. And there's all these different kinds of mods, there's all these skins, it's just so much content in there. Because I've been actually playing it with my little brothers, like, and they're loving it, and they're kind of like, they were... We were enjoying it, we were enjoying the the main campaign so much that, like, we were kind of, like, wondering, like, fuck... What are we going to play when, once we're done? Like, what are we going to do? And then I realized, holy shit, you can mod this beast. And now you not only can we experience Left 4 Dead, you know, the campaign, but now there's like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 custom maps in Left 4 Dead with your with your friends and family co-op. Like, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited for Half-Life Alex functionality more mods if they if 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 at some point there's a co-op oh yeah man i want some multiplayer in there multiplayer would be amazing really amazing so we'll see i don't know i mean if it's still early so but it's um but it really does set uh valve apart from the competition when you're able to like give the the game to the community and let them run wild with it, it's yeah. I think um, yeah, it's in good hands. Yeah, man, I'm loving. It. I played like the Goldeneye levels. What's uh, that? And it's like the facility and the the opening where you're at the dam, and uh, it's incredible. They got the music going, and suddenly I'm in that place. You know, I played that video game 
what, 25 years? I don't know how old GoldenEye is, but it's fucking old. And I, I, you know, I got to actually go visit that place and recreate those moments, but with, you know, really good combat. And like, yeah, I also agree that it's awesome to jump into more combat because I, I loved Half-Life, but you're right. Like, um, it's not, not that much shooting and, uh, it's just fun to shoot stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, um, did the, uh, I'll play the golden eye level later, but does it feel close enough to the, to the original thing or is it like, uh, no, they, they, like the damn level, especially they try to recreate. It's really just the first opening area of like the first level of GoldenEye, I think, but it's so detailed. There's so many guys in there. They, they put all the details into the towers and the different places you can go with items hidden everywhere. And like and the graphics are so much better. So like, it's not like they just grabbed the map and plugged it in. It's a complete revamped new thing. Just nostalgic because the things are in the right places. Mm. And the right music's playing. Well shit. I'm I'm excited. I mean this is yeah, this is uh this is a dream come true. <laughs> playing some GoldenEye <laughs> virtual reality. I mean this is the closest it's gonna get for a while if ever, like yeah, man, I, I love this nostalgia of going into old games that, you know, took over my mind when I was a kid that I would be fully invested in. And now to visit them so many years later and actually feel like the presence of being in that place. Like, uh, yeah, like Golden I was one of those. I, I went to like, in, I think VR chat, they had like the the Zelda levels mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I'd spent so much time in there, but now you're actually standing there and it feels like you're visiting a real landmark, a real relic of the past. It's, um, I don't know. I love that nostalgia in there. I, I mean, that's definitely one of the main, one of the main things that keeps me going back to VR chat is every so often, you know, I'm browsing through the different like worlds and there's a Zelda, Mario, um, Mega Man level thing. And like, I'm such a loser that I went to the Temple of Time. And you know how you get in, in, in Ocarina of Time, you got to like, you know, detach the Master Sword from its pedestal. Like yeah. I literally went there and I reenacted myself as Link picking up the Master Sword and just ah, by myself in my living room. Like no one. Obviously. Dude. That makes you a winner. <laughs> That's a winning move. <laughs> but but it, it's like, because you know, because I was like, because when I was younger and I played that game, you know, your 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 imagination when you're so when you're young, it's like, oh yeah, I'm there. But you don't, you're not really there. Now you weren't even close. You were yeah. fucking six feet away from the TV with a tiny controller in your hands. There was nothing. And still, you were able to create it in your mind. Yeah, and so now I'm really, really there, and it's fucking amazing. It's just, uh, um, it, it's it's one of those things where like I'm really grateful that there's a, a, a space like this, like that VR chat has this ability to get away with all this copyright violation shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I hope that doesn't become a problem. That, that would be a bummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so cool when things are just open and you let the fans do what they want. Let them make their fan films, dude. Let them do whatever. I agree. I, I'm with you 100%. Because um, it honestly, it would only make more money for Nintendo if people are exposed to their software and their content via other platforms. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but but we'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully this is one of those things that takes stays around for a while. If not, hopefully forever. But yeah. And, and let me ask you this. I'm curious to know, um, now that we're in this um, kind of subject, like how... How have you used VR in the past five months-ish? Like, did it help you cope through the shelter in place, through the pandemic? Like, do you feel do you feel like you have a competitive advantage over your friends who don't have or who don't have VR hmm. because you're able to like lose yourself in these worlds, give your mind novelty, whereas you know they can only stare at the TV or. Or read books like ugh, who the fuck wants to read books? I'm kidding, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know because like I can see it from an angle where it feels like a drug, where if you see someone who's in full anxiety and they're they they can't settle down like so much of the world today, and you could give them a drug that makes them check out, is that good or bad? Like. And VR feels like that, where I am using it as this pure escapism. When I go in there, I can only think about what's right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I can't be worried about the things in my life or in my city or in my country. Like, I don't, you know, I can stop worrying about that outside world. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I do it because I feel I have to. I take the drug because I feel like I need to escape. But I, I don't know... I don't. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm conflicted too. Definitely, definitely conflicted, just like you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's tough. It, it's tough because, um, how the fuck can VR be used to solve this really? pressing problem that we're dealing with right now like well like, like i was thinking education for example and i was thinking well can people be better educated about wearing masks social mm -hmm. distancing in a spatial environment is that is that do you think that's what it would take or giving them an experience where they felt it in their bones like you know I, i'll never forget the and frank experience in VR because I felt it in my bones dude that the this chill of like holy fuck I feel um I see what the world and uh, this recreation of the world looked like for this girl through her through through these virtual eyes you know and it doesn't take much imagination to really put myself in her shoes And, and, it, and it made me even, you know, it just, and it makes me think like, and on the one hand, like it did give me a little bit of anxiety because holy fuck, this could happen here, you know, like, but it also mobilized me to do something about it 
um, like donate to the uh, AACLU or, you know, like these, these migrant um, foundations that are trying to help the children that are getting separated from their parents. Like that kind of, like that, a VR experience did that, you know, that, that action that I took then. But at the same time, you could also be escaping. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I think a problem could be that, like, you're sort of seeking some of this out. Like, we know it could be an effective empathy tool. But at the same time, people don't like being lectured. And so uh, going through an experience where you're sort of morally on the side or like you understand what the artist is trying to communicate or what you're trying, what you're supposed to be taking from history and you sort of already agree with it, it will work. And I, but I wonder the people who would benefit the most from having some kind of change in their empathy, perhaps through that Anne Frank experience, how do I don't know that they want to go through the experience. I don't know that you can put it in front of them. Like, I don't know that it's compatible uh, on its own. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Like, I, I have a different solution, but let's explore yours a little bit. Um, well, honestly, if people, um, if people have their, hand, their, their defenses up, um, if they have their arms up with in, in defense, like in a defensive stance, like you're not going to get through it. You're not going to get through their heads. If someone doesn't want to learn, they are, they won't learn. You know, they, they want if they want to be willfully ignorant, they're going to be willfully ignorant. Like, um, but there is something to be said about just creating universally good content to the degree that it can be universal, like without being preachy or without being like a kind of like a, like a Pixar movie, you know, or like a really, you know, really, really good movies that make people think that make people wonder, you know, what if that could be me? Like those kinds of movies that not only did you, that stand on the quality of their content. Like maybe, maybe, maybe that's possible with this. But at the same time, you know, if, if again, if someone doesn't want to be educated, someone doesn't want to learn, doesn't want to open their minds, there's then there's no getting through to them. And on the spectrum of humanity, there's always going to be those people. Where I'm feeling that right now, or just recently a lot was, so have you played The Last of Us Part 2? I've been watching my little cousin play it on Twitch. It's not the same, and frankly, I kind of, I, uh, I kind of, am half watching it because I want to experience it. I want to experience it for myself. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, you know, mostly doing it to support him. To like, hey, I'm watching, and it's kind of fun to enjoy. Like, it's a, it's a nice experience. I'm not gonna lie, I like it too. It's kind of nice, but it's kind of like being a backseat driver. On a really, really nice car. That's the because that, it, it went on. There was a lot of work that went into that game, and and so, but I am, but I am getting to see a little bit of it. I wonder yeah, how. I wonder if you'll be able to experience. Like, I wonder how much has been spoiled for you because it's a big part of the experience to 
have your heart twisted and turned because you don't know what's where we're going with the story. And it's so unusual. And so it created so much backlash because of the choices they made. That, that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it. Like I feel, I can't diagnose the backlash exactly, but some of it felt like people thought they were being preached to or lectured to. Like, oh, you're telling me violence is bad? Oh my God, the circle of revenge is bad. Don't tell me that. Don't put that the political message in my video game, right? Like, I, I think that's partially why people were so upset, even though they would blame it on a bunch of other things. And... I don't know. The game for me was incredibly effective. I've seen so many critics who sort of found it really touching. Not all of them, but it really worked as an empathy tool. And I wonder if it would have suffered the same backlash if it was a virtual reality game. Because so much of the backlash, I guess, happened outside of people even playing the game. So who knows? But if you were to do the same tricks tell the same kind of story that you do in The Last of Us, which forces you down these... It's, it's very linear, and the characters are going to make decisions, and you're not going to like what they do, and you're the one doing it. You're the one pushing the button to do the thing that you think the character is morally repugnant for doing. And uh, to do that in VR, I, it, it would... There were parts of it that I think would destroy you. That, that could have the potential to really open your heart and think about the circle of whatever violence, even though that seems like such a lame uh, theme because you can identify it so easily. I think it is still fairly deep. And when you can go down that journey in a really artistic way, um, it's incredible. I just, I don't know that that game blew me away and I'm just wishing it was in VR. Yeah, it kind of, I mean, it definitely, it's definitely one of those things to me where, you know, it goes kind of circles back to the COVID-19 in that, like, there's a lot of people that aren't taking it seriously because it hasn't personally affected them yet, you know, um, and with The Last of Us, like, yeah, being in VR, like, that's the closest you will feel to being that person being personally affected by, you know, the circumstances around you, you know. But it's, tr it's yeah, I mean, there's potential there. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's tough. But it would be, it would be worth a shot. Because it's, yeah, you know, a month ago, I lost my grandmother to COVID-19. And, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it, yeah, thank you. And it fucking, and it fucking sucks because, you know, there's still people out there who pretend like it's a hoax. They pretend like it's not real, and they they're not doing this. They're not doing this the right thing by them and for everyone else. And 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 it, and it, and it just makes me think that you're right in that, you know. Because I don't wish them to experience COVID. I don't wish for them to experience having a relative die or get sick. Like my mom caught it. My little brother caught it. Like it was it was horrible. And they're fine now. And um, but 
if they could see it in VR, maybe, um, it would cause them, or hopefully be the closest thing to causing them a change of mind, change of heart. You know, I think uh, I think it's I think it's worth it. I think it's worth exploring. I think it's um, there's there's not a better time now than ever. Like now, more than ever, we need that kind of media to really challenge people and to really take them into these places. Um, cause then the mind doesn't grow. I don't, I don't know. The, I, I think the mind doesn't grow if we're not constantly being challenged. Um, even myself, like I, I, I yeah, if I'm, and, and, and this is the thing I'm struggling with social media these days. Like, like with Facebook specifically, like is Facebook something that I should keep it just for myself? Is it for me? Or is it this split? Is this this space where I let all these people into my life, and so now I gotta accept them and their views and the shit they post? So I just started friending a fuck ton of people, because <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, I don't want to hear your hoaxes. I don't want to hear your political views. This this place is for me, you know. And I won't. And I'll be your friend in the real world. But there's no reason why I should keep you around my Facebook feed because it only makes me angry. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's terrible. And I think you know this. And I think you should delete your Facebook. And I think the same thing about myself, even though I haven't deleted my fucking Facebook. And I don't know why. I haven't been there in five years. But there's a part of me that doesn't want to delete it because there's connections to my family and whoever in there. But I think it is a terrible <laughs> – so I've been watching uh, – what's his name? Jaron Lanier. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's talking about really the evil aspect is like the algorithm that's getting in between you and the people you're interacting with, right? Like it's – there's a bunch of stuff going on. It's hard for us to interpret, but it seems to be leaning towards – making us agitated and hate each other. And like, there's all these things where it's not working to our benefit, but they insist on having an algorithm in between you and the people you interact with. You can't go to Facebook and simply have like things come in naturally as they would. Facebook has to organize what you're seeing, insert the things they think are going to grab your attention, whatever, whatever their formula is. They, that they demand they stand in the middle in between you and the person you're trying to communicate with. I think the solution you have I don't, to escape the algorithm, which is possible, like Jaron is sort of talking about how it's possible you could have social media without that algorithm in the middle. We just happen to live in a time where everyone insists that they do it. Twitter, Facebook, whatever, everyone. Uh, it's Social VR, I think that's how you sort of get out of the algorithm. Mm. Because in social VR, you can go visit your brother, talk to him, whatever, and there's no entity standing in the middle of you that is controlling when the words that come out of your mouth will hit his ears. Like, there's no manipulation. Uh, So that's it. That's my solution. I think that's better than a lecture. I think it's better than any empathy game or experience you can make is having 
just social VR in, in general, right? Like, I think you will convince more people to wear a mask by talking to them, quote unquote, in person in VR than any lecture or like, you know, you can do the research and have and construct a five minute video essay that perfectly explains why the mask is important or whatever. And it won't work, won't hit certain people. It's going to go right in one ear, one out the other. Unless you're standing in front of them and maybe treating them like a human being. And maybe then we'll get somewhere. That's what I'm thinking. I think there's something to that in... Uh, oh, there's a lot to that. In that, A, yes, fuck Facebook. And its propensity to allow white supremacy and all these fucking hate groups on their platform. And really shirk the responsibility that they have to their 2.6 billion users like holy fuck that's so many people and there's so much shit content that's like destroying and manipulating people and like it's sad because it's if you're uh, if you're not paying attention to the right kind of media that is actually seeking truth and um, you're just really easily manipulable, and and Facebook is right for that kind of manipulation. Um, it's it's uh, it's sad. I think I I think um, I think my dad was probably telling me because he learned probably learned on Facebook that if you if this is back in March, so there was a lot of uncertainty about the virus. But like he was saying about how if he gargled vinegar or something then the virus would go away and i'm like no you know what i mean like i i hope he's not getting his information from fucking facebook like but but it is but that disinformation is out there is on that platform specifically it's not not that there isn't none on twitter there's none on the other places but notice how i said twitter and then what else Right, like what else is left? It's just fucking Facebook. Facebook is literally the internet for so many people right now. It's a fucked up monopoly. And I'm very conflicted about Oculus being owned by Facebook, frankly. I leave my quest only for porn. And <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Oh my god, Facebook owns the quest. You know, I, I just I just let them I don't know. I and I thought about like how can I fucking get my account deleted maybe if i make my my picture if i take a picture of my dick and put on my profile picture (laughs) then i'll get my account deleted by them you know like i don't know i i it's it's uh it's one of those things where i am conflicted in a in a few ways and and i did come to that resolution where like i'm just gonna fucking everyone i don't know like for real for real i don't know find me on linkedin but I'm going to try to have a circle of like 20, 30 people just on Facebook that are like my family that I otherwise would never be able to get in touch with. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough because if, we're stuck in this monopoly. Shouldn't be like If this. that's what you got to do, but then you try to move them off of that platform. Because like yeah. that, that's what, what's important about it. Or, and the reason I stay too is because it, it's this connection that a lot of people in my family use and like don't use other things and so if i don't use facebook i'm just never going to hear from any of these people um 
We need to bring back MySpace. MySpace needs to bring yeah. back. My, MySpace, had, Tom had it right, dude. That that he had it. You, you have your top five list of your. It's it's really good to rank your friends. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And Facebook had that right, or uh, MySpace had that right. Yeah, I I I miss those days when things were so much more naive and innocent. <laughs> um, and uh, it's tough. It's tough because. You know, here here they are, and they're pushing this technology that I really am passionate about. But I also don't want to support them because there's Mark Mark Zuckerberg can go fuck himself with his shitty ways, allowing this this platform to become so toxic. Uh, and I and, and yeah, it's tough. It's tough because I benefit from that platform because I used to run marketing ads on it i used to make my a living off of it i don't know it's tough um but hey here we are surviving and uh thankfully there's valve and you know hp has a new headset coming out um the reverb 2.0 or something hopefully hopefully it's 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 worth it's worth investing in but on the standalone front like there's there's no one else like in North America, like that has a really good standalone VR experience at this point. Maybe maybe Sony comes out with something for PSVR 2.0 that's legit. Crossing my fingers, but we'll see. Is that wasn't the the PlayStation VR like the top selling VR for a while? Is that the case? I, yeah, I yeah, it was. Is I it mean, is it still that, or now is it the Quest or something? It's. Uh, uh, I think it's so weird to me that there would be so many people experiencing virtual reality on a completely other platform, the PlayStation, where I'll never see them, and they're doing it a completely different way. You'll see them in Rec Room. It has crossplay. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and you don't need PS Plus to. Uh, if you have PSVR, um, and you don't have PlayStation Plus, because that's what turned me off from like, from Sony and the PlayStation. You know. <clears throat> I don't play. I don't want to play. I don't want to pay to play games online. That's shitty. Like, I don't. This just doesn't. I don't want to. Like, that's you know, all, all, like the fifty dollars that I'm spending a year on these PlayStation membership. I could. I could easily buy anywhere between five and fifteen games every other Steam summer sale or winter sale. You know. So how the fuck did they normalize this and make this okay? Mm-hmm. I remember on the Xbox, I had to pay some kind of fee for my account. What was it Xbox Gold or something? You had to do something on Xbox, and that was the first time I was like, "What the fuck is?" That? I thought I already bought the game. Like, I want to play online. That's what this is for. Let me tell you the secret. Anytime you ask yourself that question, how the fuck did this get normalized? You can blame it on marketing. Some fucker in the marketing in the marketing department came up with a way to massage the truth, to hide the crucial details, to make to highlight the things that you know make it appealable enough to a certain amount of the population that they just can move the needle forward and allow it to become normal over time. Um, but it's wrong. I think it's shitty. It's fucked up. It's wrong. It needs to be free like Rec Room so that everyone can jump in 
And like, yeah, it's just so weird if you have to, I definitely don't want to do that in the, whatever the metaverse is going to be. Is there going to be a monthly fee to go into the Oasis? Like, are you paying 12 bucks a month so that you can have your citizenship for the metaverse? What the fuck are we doing? The only thing I'll ever pay for if it has an online interaction with another human being, it's porn. Like a virtual reality strip club. I'm serious. Like if like or maybe the under. Like the under has now live shows being put out by live actors, and so this is how we save Broadway. This is how we save theater in the age of COVID by bringing on, bringing out, uh, bringing in, <laughs> literally in to the metaverse. This uh, this this pool of talent. You know, that otherwise is running out of rent money um, and allowing them to make a living in virtual reality doing Shakespearean plays. And have you gone to those? Have you have you seen one of the performances? I'm broke. I will, though. Oh, yeah, me too. But at least at least I'm putting it out there. If you have money right now, you should go. You should go. (laughs) You should definitely check out the under. You should definitely support them. Because that's the kind of shit that moves this industry forward. You know, those are kind of outside the box, solving real world problems right now. Literally, it's a real world problem. Like there, there's theaters that are not open, can't open. You know, it was so sad. Yesterday, I went out on a socially distanced walk with my dog and my partner. And outside a movie theater, out by Balboa, out in the Richmond, the, the owners of the movie theater were out selling, like, uh, outside in the front door, they were selling memorabilia, bandanas, T-shirts, just to, like, probably pay the bills wow. and the rent. Yeah. But this is what gave me hope for humanity. The neighborhood, I could see, like, a couple, a few people from the neighborhood, you know, uh, coming down and supporting them, buying this junk I mean, because what, what, what do you need a T-shirt for right now? I mean, I have, I've been wearing the same T-shirt and same pants for the past seven months. and But it's good that they're doing this to support them. It gave me hope for humanity. And, and, um, and so there should be... And so here's VR being an outlet for all these, like, um, uh, artists, actors who who need to make a living because there's so many people struggling these days. My, uh, my brother, uh, he was going to open, or he actually, um, was heading this theater company of like improv actors that were doing these shows and they had a small theater lost it. And so it was his job to like, go get the new theater and set up the new, whatever it's like a troop of like 40 improvers and they try to bring, bring people in and they got this thing set up and they paid rent and they they were ready to go and that's exactly when COVID-19 happened and so everything fell apart there's no shows at all everything's been shut down for them for, for four months or five months or however long it's been but what I you know I mean he's just there's a lot of stories like that where people have just gotten fucked by this thing. Um, yeah. But I'm trying to bring him into VR because I've seen that there's improv shows in VR chat. I've seen, I haven't gone to one, but I've seen that they have them in alt space. And um, I want to go see more events in alt space and see what's going on because I, I love the social thing. I love giving perform or people who want to perform a chance or a place to go, even though 
I just, it's hard because like you have to go to the under and you have to like pay this ticket price. And I wish it was all uh, in sync where I could just go to the metaverse and reach into my virtual pocket and pull out my tiny little a chip of a Bitcoin to pay for it. I wish it was just easier. It's not all connected. We have to go to these different things. It's like, I don't know, too difficult still. If anything, um, this current situation might kind of kickstart that 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 uh, that innovation that's needed to do these things more seamlessly. You know, I, I because well, I mean, is, wasn't Facebook trying to like start their own cryptocurrency? And I'm sure that would have been the currency of their metaverse. Yeah, but you know, I would run from the hills from that shit. Like whatever. The- <laughs> but what if that's what it turns out to be, man? What are we going to do? I'm going to support NEOs and their cryptocurrency, NEOs VR. Uh, oh, actually, they should use NEOs. NEOs uh, from Fruxios, it's free. And it and it already has a... Uh, it's only running on the Ethereum blockchain. Like, they can... Yeah, they, they can actually... They should talk to Fruxios and see if... Because the, the NEOs universe or NEOs VR platform is really good. And it's only gotten better and better, and it's user. There's a lot of user-generated content. Um, so there you go. There's your. There's our alternative. Go to. Let's go to Neos. Support Fruxios. And uh, I'm gonna check that out. I haven't been to that one. Yeah, it's been a minute, but like every other day, I see something on Twitter, specifically from this Japanese community, that is fucking killing it. I mean, they're coming out. It's just. Yeah, they they literally put out a user interface on Neos that they custom made where you can li- pull out a, a virtual reality phone, and in the phone you have your apps, and those apps can be anything you want, including maybe a payment system one day, a mobile. And that's where they're going to put a fucking algorithm. We're going to be in in virtual reality with a flip phone that has an algorithm to our social media. Be I, great. I want the razor blade in virtual reality. I want to. <laughs> I want to experience it one more time because I couldn't afford it during high school. I want my, my first cell phone was that like Nokia little gray brick. I want that. Those were the days you had snake, you had snake. Yeah. That's all you need. You don't need these fancy video games. (laughs) Uh, And with that, I think we'll leave it on that note. I think this has been a really good chat, my friend. I think, uh, I think we should do this more often. I'm glad you came along. Is there any thoughts, anything that's on the, in the back of your head that's you'd, li- you'd like to let the people know before we bring things to a close? No, I just want to figure out what, where, where, where we all agree is the most popular metaverse and where we should all go. Like, I'm exploring alt space right now. I think that it's cool. That's the only place you can find me these days. But uh, I'm curious what's out there and what's going to become organically become popular instead of a corporation placing the metaverse in front of us and having it be a prison. Well, you know I'm rooting for the underdog, so it's either going to be Neos or VR chat because um, of the waifus. So, but Altspace is, is legit, too. I mean, they got Microsoft. And Facebook Horizons is probably something I won't spend too much time in. Not something that's too appealable to me. But we'll see. I mean, anything could happen. We're in the Twilight Zone, my friend. We are really yeah, you're not zone. kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, I heard someone say that we're at the point where the simulation has ended, and now we're t- this is the after the the end game, and just the variables are going out of control. Well, with that being said, uh, we'll see everyone in the next episode. We'll see if the we'll see if we we'll see what the simulation looks like on the other end. Uh, Mr. Nomono, thank you once again for your time. And um, yeah, I'll see you in VR sometime, my friend. Definitely. Thank you, Chris.